Now let's look at some few words or some few terms and see how they help in this uh, concept of heredity. Now the first thing I would like us to bring close to our mind is um, the word homologs. Homologs. Remember that an organism, especially an organism that we call a diploid organism, they have two sets of chromosomes. Any diploid cell or organisms, they have two sets of chromosomes. These two sets of chromosomes are what we usually refer to as homologs. If you quickly compare that to what we have in the case of haploid, remember that for haploid organisms, instead of having two sets of chromosomes, how many do they have? They have just one. They have just one. Hence, only one copy of genes can be found on each of the chromosomes. Only one copy can be found on each of the chromosomes. However, when it comes to the diploid organisms, there are two sets, two copies of genes can be found on the chromosomes. Remember, the chromosomes are in pair. So on each position along the chromosomes, you are going to see two copies of each genes. Remember, these genes are the hereditary units or basic unit of inheritance where all the informations are found and they are, they are on the chromosomes. So in diploid, we have two copies and the location where you can see each of these uh, genes the location whereby each of these genes occupy on the chromosomes, which is identical to them, is called loci. It's called what? Loci. That is on the chromosome. Now, at the point of uh, fertilization, remember that the diploid cells do not take part in the fertilization. Rather, the diploid organisms will usually produce what we call haploid, which are designed for um, for reproduction or for sexual reproduction and by the time they produce their haploid cells through a process called meiosis which take place in the reproductive organ um, the male organism will produce what we call the male sex cell which is a sperm while the female produces the female sex cell which is what the egg or over and remember all of these activities or this process takes place um, during the number uh, during the process of meiosis so what we see there is that meiosis brings about creating halving the number of chromosomes in these cells by reducing it to half the name haploid is generated meaning that you have just one chromosomes so at the point of sexual reproduction these two male and the female sex cell Organics are what is fused together, and once they, once they fuse together, the, these two haploid cells form what we call a diploid zygote. It forms what we call a, a diploid zygote, and so in the zygote, now you would now have the two chromosomes from one from each of the parents, the two of them coming together to now produce the genetic makeup of the offspring. So in this way, the character of the, the, the male is transferred, the character of the female too is transferred. And when these two now come together, 
they produce a new a new form of genotype which will be the genetic genetic makeup of the offsprings and that is what he too a copy of which he too will transfer to the generation just behind so i, I want to believe that with this little with this little explanation we understand what we mean by the homologs we understand what we mean by diploid haploid um then we also understand what we mean by the um the diploid zygote how it is formed at the point of fertilization but that's not all now let's look at another set of terminologies that you need to be very familiar with um, this time around let's look at first filial generation alleli alletic allelic pier um pure stock um words like homozygote dominant recessive and heterozygote these are another set of words i want to look at their meaning for one thing when a male and female individual produce gametes and these gametes form their offspring their offsprings are usually referred to as what we call the first filia generation we want to keep that at the back of our mind they are called the first filia generation however when we take a closer look at the gene remember we have said earlier that um, genes are found on different on positions or what we call loci on the chromosomes now it can be noted that when you are looking at a particular factor a gene for a particular character may have alternative form like we may have gene for color maybe white and red gene for height could be tall short and many more so whenever you see that a gene has alternative form and each day of this alternative form express the character in different ways like i just mentioned now short and height i'll be short and tall which are for height each alternative form of a gene of such gene is known as allele each of these alternative forms they are called what allele so we expect that on the chromosome on a diploid chromosomes where you have different characters or two constructing um, character the what you can call the allelic pair for that particular gene Take for instance when you're talking about a flower could be red and white the two of them are for color but one is for red and the other one is for white so those pairs of gene that express these two different colors are referred to as allelic pair or what you can call allelomorph allelomorph we can call them allelomorph they are Pairs expressing expressing constructing character of the same um, of the same future that we are looking at. So we want to keep that in our mind. And these alleles or these variations that you see can arise as a result of um, what we call mutation. Now, whenever you now see an organism, especially when you are looking at um, a particular 
um, future of of any of these characteristics that is being transferred when you're looking at any one of them take for instance when you look at a particular flower let's say it is red flower or it's um, a white colored flower and you look at that flower you look at the gene on each of the chromosomes that form these plants or on any of the homologs you notice that it is noted that each of the gene for color both have the same they have the same allele what we mean here is that if the code on this on the first homolog is red and on the second homolog too the same gene also shows red we will say that such a flower is a pure stock it is a pure stock why because there's no variation in the in the allele there's no variation they are both of the same type so you say they are pure stock or they can we can refer to them as a, a type of um, true breed or breed true rather you can call them what breed true so these are the words that you can use for them as you can have it for red color you can also have for any other color if it is white too and you notice that the two of them they have the same they are similar in terms of what we have on the allele they have the same type then you can also refer to that as a pure stock so a pure stock is that um, gene or those set those allelic pair that are of the same type they are not there's no variation in them even though they can express constructing features but they are of the same type so if you are using capital letter R for red and you are using small letter R for white so what we are saying is that when you look at their um, their, their genotype you see R R for pure red and you see small letter R and small letter R for the white color red so whenever these peers are of the same type or you have what we call true pure stock or breed true then it shows that these alleles are homozygous they are homozygous for a particular color so any individual is said to be homozygous for a given character that has more than one form when the two copies of the gene controlling that character are identical when they are identical you say that they are what homozygous or in another way i can say that an individual is said to be homozygous if it has similar gene for the same character that is the two identical islands at the same position on each of the chromosomes that form a pair both of them have identical characteristics then we say that they are what they are homozygous and whenever you have homozygous you are definitely to have what you call a true breed however on the other hand you could also have a situation whereby take for instance when you try to breed two um, individuals that are of pure breed maybe pure red 
and pure white and you try to beat them together if you take notes in the first filial generation by the time you do the crossing i want to believe you understand what the concept of the crossing by the time you cross them together what you are going to see is that all the offsprings that will come up will all be red what has happened what you are going to see there is that if you look at their gene you are going to see that they both have um, what we can refer to as heterozygous allele why because if you look at them the two alleles will be different they are they are not going to be identical it will be a capital r and a small r a capital r and a small r and that means that they are heterozygous because they are not of the same they are not of the same um of the same allele the the, the, the characteristics of the allele are not the same so but why is it that in the offspring that is observed all of them are red the reason for this is that the allele for red has proved or has shown to be the dominant character why the allele for red has proved to be the recessive character so in that case when a particular character uh, or a trait is expressed in an offspring when two individuals with constructing characteristics are crossed and it now happens that one is dominating the other character or is controlling the other character we will say that that gene is a dominant gene as in the case of the red um, color of the plant that we just the, the pea plant that we just considered the red that has become the one that is expressed has become the dominant gene why the other one which is not expressed even though it is there in the genetic makeup is referred to as a recessive gene so we can say that uh, a recessive gene is that character or trait from one parent which is masked or is not produced or does not produce the effect in the in the presence of a dominant character and of course it will not be seen in the offsprings that comes up even though it is present but in this case it is what maxed because of the presence of the dominant um, character so that explains the concept of recessive um, character dominant character homozygous and what we call heterozygous we need to keep that very very clear in our minds please note finally that it is possible for the homozygous and heterozygous plants to show the same phenotype which is the visible appearance but they may have different genotype that is genetic makeup if you understand the concept of dominant and recessive uh, genes or character just as we have explained so we want to very keep that in mind they may appear to be the same but don't forget that their genotype is very very different so the heterozygous plants 
are usually formed as a result of what we call hybrids, specifically in this case, mono hybrids.